Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the 5th of March. I'm Giselle Hanna taking you through to 9.30 this morning. Coming up on the radio program this morning on Asia Pacific Currents, Pierre interviews Agnitra Ghosh, who is an executive council member of the All India Central Council of Trade Unions. They had a discussion about the prequel eight. Um, for those of you who don't remember what this is, this is eight workers that received a double life sentence um, for organising in the automotive industry in Tamil Nadu in India. So that story is coming up in the second part of the program. Of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. You can email us at aawl at aawl.org.au. And of course, we're on Facebook and Twitter, so you can check out our news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region on those social media platforms. We are going to look at news from around the region, but I did want to mention we are on the cusp of International Women's Day. One of the most important or one of very, very many important occasions on the International Workers Calendar. So International Women's Day, which... You know, historically, we've dropped the working from it. Of course, traditionally, it is International Working Women's Day Um, and May Day. Those are the really big occasions on the international calendar. Um, women right across the world will be protesting and standing up for their rights, for economic freedoms, against racism and for equality. And many, in many parts of the world, those women will be severely, severely repressed for doing that. Some will be beaten, some will be shot at, some will, some will be raped just for taking action on International Women's Day. So of course here in Melbourne, Victoria in Australia, there is an International Women's Day march, rally and march, which is a really important event to get out to. We're not getting shot on the streets for standing up for our rights and um, to that end we really should maximise and take up the opportunities we can to fight not just for us but for women across the world. And this year, the International Women's Day Rally in March sits inside Victoria Trades Hall's um, lineup of events um, for International Women's Day. They've organised a Women's Rights at Work festival that actually starts uh, this Sunday. So um, there'll be an opening event which you should all get to. And I'll play an announcement now just so you can catch all of those details. Come to the Women's Rights at Work Festival opening night, organised by Victorian Trades Hall. Opening night is a free event on Sunday the 6th of March at 3pm to 5pm at Trades Hall. Speakers include Jed Carney, Luke Hilakari, performance by the Trades Hall Choir and more. We will also be launching the Trades Hall History Project and the Art in Working Life exhibition. For more information or to get involved, contact Lisa Heap on 9659 3511 or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash unionwomen. Victorian Trades Hall is a 3CR supporter. 
definitely get along to those events and I'll uh, be plugging many of the events in the Women's Rights at Work um, Festival as we go through today's program. It's four minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. It's time now for news from around the region. And starting in Palestine, as we've reported over the last few weeks and particularly last week, tens of thousands of Palestinian teachers have been on strike and mobilisations for better wages and conditions. Most schools in the West Bank have been shut for over two weeks. Importantly, one of the teachers' demands is for union members to have the right to elect their own representatives and not for the union officials to be appointed by the Palestinian Authority. The Palestinian Authority is threatening to force the teachers back to work. There's an opportunity to send some solidarity messages to those teachers and we'll advertise those contact details on our website. And International Women's Day, as I mentioned earlier, well, firstly, it originated in the United States in 1908 when women garment workers held demonstrations protesting against their appalling and dangerous working conditions. The exploitation continues as global capitalism increases its demands for ever lower wages and conditions for workers. Violence against women is still very common. Women make up the majority of the world's poor and as refugees face particular dangers. There are going to be actions and events on the 8th of March right across the world. And of course, in Melbourne, Australia, the demonstration is at 5.30pm on Tuesday, the 8th of March, starting at the State Library. Looking now in South Korea, as we've reported previously, the Samsung Electronics Company in South Korea is not only notoriously anti-union, but has a terrible health and safety record. The company is now trying to discredit labour activists who are increasing the pressure on the company to admit its terrible OHS record. And when we talk about that OHS record, we're actually talking about some of the chemicals and fumes that are used in the production of Samsung's electronics products cause brain tumours, have caused uh, breathing problems. Many, many workers have died. I think the... um, the solidarity group that is documenting the health and safety um, incidents arising from Samsung's um, product, product or their their production um, has reported something in excess of a hundred cases of brain tumours from people working in and amongst those fumes. So the record is quite appalling. There is a protest vigil by those OHS activists in Seoul and has been going for over 150 days. We've posted a video of that vigil to our website if you're interested in following that up. And moving now to Cambodia, in early February, hundreds of bus workers were demonstrating in Phnom Penh against the Capital Tours Bus Company Union's busting, uh, the, the company's union busting activities. The demonstration was viciously attacked by the employer-sponsored thugs who beat many of the protesters. The police then detained a number of the bus workers but let the thugs go free. Two of these labour activists, Nanvana and Raul Sifay, are still under arrest and are facing up to six years in jail for, the, for riotous behaviour. There's an international campaign calling on the government to stop union repression and for the freedom of these two unionists. Of course, this is on the back of um, the campaign that we saw over the last two years of um, the garment industry workers who, when protesting for higher wages and conditions, um, 
24 of them, 24 of the leaders were arrested. Uh, There was an international campaign to have those freed, those workers freed. But additionally, um, two of those um, workers were killed in that demonstration. So the repression in Cambodia is really, really severe. um, And this international campaign is definitely one to get behind and get in support of. And now in India, the automotive in, in industrial sector has been has seen a massive expansion over the last decade, with hundreds of thousands of new workers being created. As in other countries experiencing this industrialisation boom, the working conditions are characterised by low wages, long days and atrocious occupational health and safety standards. Indian workers have fought hard against this exploitation, even a business mouthpiece like the Economic Times has had to acknowledge the widespread labour struggles in the sector. In the last couple of weeks, new actions have been taken by Honda workers in the Gurgaon region and the Tata Motors workers in Karnataka. So that's the news from around the region for this morning. It is nine minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm going to play some more community announcements and particularly some of the events that are coming up in the Women's Rights at Work Festival. Um, And then we'll be back with the interview that Pierre conducted with Agnitra Ghosh, who is the Executive Council member of the All India Central Council of Trade Unions. Great Voices CDs on 3CR. These CDs are a unique collection. Now you can go to 3cr.org.au and you can order online all the 20 CDs, 15 issues, for $160 postage pay. Or check the individual issues and read each track on it. Every major singer is on there. You'll be excited and entranced. Go to 3cr.org.au now and check out the wonderful Great Voices CDs. Trades Hall's inaugural Women's Rights at Work Festival runs from the 6th to the 11th of March. It's going to be an extraordinary week of protest for our rights and celebration of our gains so far. We're going to cap off the week with a sensational gala festival closing. Come to the Bella Union at Trades Hall on Friday the 11th of March at 8pm. Celebrate the week's achievements and recognise the women past, present and future who are making a difference on working women's rights. For more information or to get involved, contact Lisa Heap on 9659-3511 or go to our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash union women Victorian Trades Hall is a 3CR supporter You're listening to 3CR this is Billy X Jennings of the Black Panther Party Power to the People 11 minutes, 12 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. We're going to go now to an interview conducted by Pierre Morrow with Agnitra Ghosh, the Executive Council Member of the All India Central Council of Trade Unions. Agnitra, 
Gosh talks about the background and reasons for the sentencing of eight workers to double life sentences in jail for the pre-coal automotive assembly company held in, in Tamil Nadu, India. Here's that interview. This case goes back to 2009. Can you tell us some of the main issues that led the pre-coal workers to take industrial action? Basically, the very unfortunate and tragic death of pre-call Vice President Roy Giot happened in September 2009, which now they are using, uh, the pre-call management is now using as a boogie to attack the workers' agitation in the factory. And this pre-call management is very well-known and notorious for flouting labor laws and not also giving recognition to a union which has an overwhelming support of the majority of the workers. So from 2007, our union there, which is KMPTOS, which is affiliated to AICCTEU, they started agitation demanding, I mean, workers' rights. And they took up this matter to Labor Department and the state government also. And under the pressure of the workers' movement, in March 2009, the government was forced to issue a notice against the management that you must stop any kind of unfair labor practices in the factory. And in April 2009, again, the government issued another notice that you cannot employ any contractual workers in your factory. And in the next month, in the month of the May, there was an inspection from the labor department and the management was caught red-handed that they're using contractual workers. And on, from 15th June 2009, the pre-call workers started an indefinite hunger strike that in support of all of their demands. And it got tremendous support. Other unions, even the general public from the neighboring areas came in full solidarity with the pre-call workers' movement. So under this kind of pressure, now the Tamil Nadu government had to take up this matter in the assembly. And they agreed that all the demands of the pre-call workers would be made under any circumstances. And end of the June, the government and the labor department directed the pre-call management that apart from the wages of all workers, they must be paid a monthly interim relief of rupees 500 and 400 with effect from 1st June 2009. After this historic order, because of this kind of tremendous working class movement, instead of following the orders from the government, the pre-call management, instead of obeying the directive of the state government, they filed a petition in the High Court. And at that time, our union, represented by Comrade Kumarasani, who was the national president of the trade union, he was uh, going to pursue this case on behalf of the pre-call workers. At that time, this tragic death of Mr. Roy George happened, and Comrade Kumarasamy and other 26 workers of the pre-call factory were falsely implicated in this murder charge. So this is more or less the, about the background of the pre-call struggle and the moment the death happened and how it was used as a boogie to attack the workers' struggle there. Sounds very much that these 27 mm. workers mm. and then later mm. the eight that got convicted mm. were very much mm. picked 
in an attempt mm. to weaken this strong group of mm. workers and to scare mm. other workers in Tamil Nadu from mm. taking similar mm. industrial mm. actions. Do you mm. think this mm. is a fair assessment? Sure. Basically, if you go to the judgment and the verdict, I mean, it's all, I mean, super crucial. Like, for example, this verdict. This verdict tells us that this murder was committed with eight iron knots. So it implies that at least eight men needed to be convicted for it. But there is no blood strains of the Mr. George was shown on the rods. There is no fingerprints linked with the rods and which connect with the convicted men. So they just picked up any, I mean, random eight workers and punished them that if you raise your voice, we'll crush you like that. And there are several other things like, I mean, when this post-mortem report came, doctor who admitted Mr. George said that there are only one wound. The post-mortem report said there are three wounds. And I mean, the prosecution claims there are eight wounds. So, I mean, there is no connection about either about the number of rods, what the killers are, what is if there is any connections. And the evidence is completely inconclusive. Another thing is, I mean, first the prosecution claimed that everything is recorded on the CCTV because each and every factory has, I mean, the CCTV. So we have the CCTV footages of the killer. The prosecution claimed first that. But later, there, no CCTV footages were shown in the court. I mean, the investigation office, officer said that the, for that moment when Roy George was killed, I mean, the CCTV, I mean, were switched off there which is very, I mean, ridiculous and unacceptable. And uh, and all these things can connect it at the point that only one objective, that you target the working class movement, you target who raises their voice for unionize and uh, for their demands. I mean, that's the only thing. What effect has this attack on these workers mm. and the sentence mm. had on, on mm. workers in Tamil Nadu? Has it scared mm. workers from yeah. uh, taking mm. action? No, 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 not at all. If you see, I mean, after the following the footsteps of the pre-call workers, workers in the other part of the Tamil Nadu, like, for example, the workers of the Hyundai company, they... They formed their union. There is a place called Sri Perampudur in Tamil Nadu. Union came up in different factories following the footsteps and the glorious fights of the pre-call workers. And the pre-call workers, after the verdict came, they have decided that this on this 5th March, uh, this coming 5th March 2016, that is going to be uh, the beginning of the 10th year of the struggle of the pre-call workers. So they are... Uh, we, are, we are going to celebrate the fight of for the last 10 years, and it is going to be a festival of, I mean, celebration of our struggles. And the pre-call workers, they are not at this moment are fighting for their, only for their comrades. Like, for example, you have heard about probably the uh, devastating Tamil Nadu flood. So this verdict and the Tamil Nadu flood more or less coincide with each other. So when this Tamil Nadu flood happened, the Pickle factory workers, when they got their first salary, they collected 5 lakh rupees for the Tamil Nadu flood-affected victims. So it's not like that, that the working class agitation has stopped or people are scared. They said that we will take it to the legal process, we will take it to the court of the people, to the people's court, and we will also 
come in solidarity with any kind of fight of social justice and working class struggles in other parts of India in Tamil Nadu. That's mm. fantastic mm. to hear. Mm. But also mm. the eight prequel mm. workers who are in jail mm. have received mm. a huge amount of solidarity from other Indian workers and unions. Mm. What mm. are the next steps in the fight to get these mm. workers out of jail? No, basically we are going to do it in a two way. It's a legal political fight. So we are going to the court, the appeal, and whatever the loopholes. I have uh, already talked to you about the loopholes of the verdict, be it CCTV camera or about the other things. There are several other loopholes in the verdict. So we are pursuing all these legal matters in the court. And another time, it's not only we think it's not only a legal battle, but it is also a political battle. That there is a witch hunt under this current government, which is which hunting any kind of dissenting points. It can be farmers, it can be agricultural laborers, it can be students, it can be youths, it can be workers. So there is an all-out attack on the dissenting and democratic voices of the country. So we need huge political mobilization against this current Modi government, the BJP government, which is ruling in, which is ruling in power. So we're trying to get solidarity, and there is already, I mean, solidarity from all across the country, like students have showed their solidarity with the pre-call worker struggles, workers from other parts of the country, from different unions have showed solidarity with the struggles of the pre-call workers. And it is at this current point of juncture, when there's this witch hunt of the all democratic voices, we need a kind of broad solidarity of all the sections, be it students, be it workers, be it prisons, anyone. As a last question, the victimization of the pre-call workers seems very similar to the treatment of the Maruti Suzuki workers uh, a few years ago in Gurugan near New Delhi. Do you think this is a part of a strategy of an offensive to keep workers in the big industrial zones in, of India uh, non-unionized so that employers can get away with low wages bad occupational health and safety and casualized workforce? Absolutely. It's not only a, the similar kind of incident happened in Maruti plant in Manesar. The similar kind of uh, incident happened in Greater Noida, which is neighboring places with Delhi, when there is a local head of Italian from Graziano allegedly beaten to death. So everywhere there is witch hunts of the workers. They are jailed. They are I mean, their families are destroyed. So there is this all-out attack. And the only message, like in our country, when there is much massacres of Dalits who come from deprived caste backgrounds, there are much massacres of Dalits, but the, all the acquitted run scot-free. They can walk around. They, there's a video recording for things, but they can run scot-free. But when it comes to the working class movements, be it Graziano, be it... Maruti in Manesar, be it pre-call, every time by using this kind of unfortunate incidents, the state and the corporate management have time and again used that if you raise your voice for better working condition, if you raise your voice for minimum wages, if you raise your voices for other labor laws, we'll go, we are going to punish and we are going to crush. But workers have also stood solidarity against all kind of oppression. And you know, in last year, 2nd September, there is a tremendous all-India strike called by the 
more or less all trade unions the, which stopped the country and in coming 10th march there is another strike all india strike so working class is also fighting this tooth and nail and we hope in this fight thank you very much mm. agnitra for mm. taking mm. the time out mm. to give us an update mm. on this very mm. important mm. struggle mm. and certainly from mm. all the comrades here mm. in australia mm. we wish you all the best and uh, mm. we hope that you're mm. successful mm. in your fight thanks a lot sir and uh, at this moment we also need uh, your solidarity and support and it's great talking to you and thanks a lot that was Agnitra Gosh speaking there with Pierre Morrow, um, giving some background and reasons for the sentencing of the eight pre-coal workers that received double life sentences um, for organising it in the automotive assembly industry. It's 24 minutes past uh, 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm going to go do some community announcements before we come back and end the show. Right, gentlemen. This panel is now on air. In July 1976, from an old warehouse in High Street, Armadale, 3CR Community Radio hit the airwaves, heralding 40 years of independent, community-owned and controlled radio. This will be the first station owned and operated by a cooperative of community organisations on a Melbourne-wide basis. This is 3CR. As the status quo of old media is challenged, as publications come and go, in a country with the highest concentration of media ownership in the world, 3CR continues to broadcast radical, insightful radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not talking about land rights, we're talking about sovereignty. That's why it's important for us to be at the 10 Embassy. From the protests against the Franklin River Dam to the 1998 waterfront dispute, from the east-west tunnel picket to the Aboriginal 10 Embassy, the history of 3CR is dynamic and passionate and ongoing. I was born here. I will die here. I am not moving. So as we celebrate 40 years in 2016, we ask you, our volunteers, listeners and supporters, to join in in saying... Happy birthday, 3CR! Domestic and family violence is a workplace issue. That's why this year, as part of Trades Hall Women's Rights at Work Festival, we will be featuring a one-hour discussion looking at how workplaces can become equipped to better respond to domestic and family violence. Special guests in this discussion include Jed Carney, ACTU President, Alison McDonald from DV Victoria and Michelle Jackson from the ASU. The forum will take place on Monday 7th of March at 12.30pm at Trades Hall in Meeting Room 1. Bookings are essential. For more information or to make a booking, contact Lisa Heap on 9659 3511 or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash unionwomen. Victorian Trades Hall is a 3CR supporter. Definitely get along to those various um, events for International Women's Day, um, particularly those organised in and around uh, Victoria Trades Hall's Women's Rights at Work Festival. There are some other bits and pieces happening. There are a bunch of public meetings that you might be interested in getting along to. Um, and there is a Women in Black vigil as well that's happening um, 
So uh, check out all of the International Women's Day events. Many of those events have been created on Facebook. So uh, a very short search should no longer discover those for you. There's another event coming up that's also really, really important. Um, the Palm Day, the uh, what's it called? The Palm Sunday um, Peace Rally, which is on the twentieth of March, which is uh, has a particular focus on refugee rights. On Thursday, the tenth of uh, of March, also in the week of International Women's Day, there's a Safe Schools Coalition demonstration to fight for um, the ongoing um, use of that particular curriculum in schools to. Um, protect, defend and increase awareness of um, same-sex attracted young people in schools and those that are transgendered or um, exploring uh, their gender identity. So those are some events that are really important that you should get along to in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Asia Pacific Currents this morning. Um, We'll be back next Saturday from 9 o'clock with more news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region. So do tune in. But of course, coming up next is Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.